This is The Bunt, the number one podcast in skateboarding, brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding. Vans, the king of shoes, killing shit since 1966, son. That message was brought to you by our main man, Omar Hassan, official spokesperson for Vans and The Bunt. Fuck it. And now, live from Studio E, The Bunt with Safer and Donovan. I'm D. Jones. I got my main man, the ghost, with me, and we got Ants One behind the scenes. It's a cool thing. Another action packed episode of the People's Podcast. Ghost, break down what we're working with this week. Bruv, this is just a spectacular, popping episode like none other. Honestly, one of uh, my favorite episodes in recent memory. JP Souza, the god, had us dying laughing the entire time. Did this one when I was down in uh, LA with my sister and went and skated with him a couple times. Just a great, great dude. Buckle up for some laughs. Then we take in y'all straight to the post office. Some uh, some nice emails there. One that was uh, definitely had us chuckling uh, at the very end there. Thanks for your input as always, uh, bunt holes. And then uh, we wrapping it up with some heavy NBA talk and a little free agency NFL talk. You dig? Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Bunt Live. Subscribe to us on YouTube at The Bunt. Hit us up on Patreon, patreon.com slash The Bunt. Every little bit helps. Ghost, it's that time of the week. What's the shout out, baby? You hit us with a banger last week. And uh, the people respect it. And they're thankful for all the work you do sacrificing your time and energy into all this research uh we need another hit what you got for us another hit dog you know i'm scouring the internet for days weeks months to come up with these things that no one would ever see if i didn't mention them and this week i went super deep there's no way you've seen this part yet so just take this www.thrasher whatever the site is dot com and uh, I found a hidden gem. It's Kern Capel's new part. <laughs> Bruv, I got to just, you know, take my hat off to the homie Kern going absolutely bonkers around the globe. Um, one of the best full, full length parts is just eight minutes of carnage, my guy. Just absolute destruction, all terrain. And it's funny thinking back to our interview, he was stressing for an ender. I think he told us about three he was trying. Mm-hmm. And, uh, bro, he must have had 15 to 20 enders in that part. That's what I'm saying. Big shout out to Kern. Love the part. I already watched it a couple times. Great music, great filming, great editing. A uh, couple Louis clips, some Jake in there. Just a masterpiece, man. Shouts to Kern. That part literally had everything. When we get around to reviewing it, we're talking transition. We're talking ledges, Figgy 5 Big Spin with ultra cleanliness. We're talking rails. When was the last time you saw a no-slide on a rail like that? That's a top yeah, that five. That one might be in the quarter stacks top 10. Handrail, no-slide. crazy. 
Are you kidding me sitting on that thing? And then the Nolly nose blunt. Oh my god. Curran, man. I don't know who needs to be told this, but go watch that fucking part. And then watch it again. And then carry on with your day and watch it again when you get home, man. Curran Caples. One of the baddest mans on the board these days. Huge fans of his over here at the Bunt. Poster boy of the Bunt Jam last year. Yeah, when he hit us with the fucking massive backsmith, like 30 seconds into the part, I was like, oh shit. He's coming in hot, eh? For fuck's sakes. (laughs) You can just tell that crew of guys, man. They have fun when they're out skating and they're doing it big. Hondo P. So like the ghost said, JP Souza in the building episode full of laughs you know nothing but fun i'd never met him the ghost was vouching for him big time and uh glad we glad we got it done because a very enjoyable listen man and uh just want to say thanks to jp for coming on the pod ghost there's only one thing left to do i'm starving so i'm ordering this week man we going with a tropic thunder large we going with frank's best large and then you know what I mean? It's Wednesday, so we can order these. We're going with a tray pizza. Forget the thin crust. We're going with the thick daddy, man. That's it. We're getting into the interview. Maddie Matheson, tell me what you're working with when you order Maker Pizza. This is literally the best pizza in the world. All right, it's JP time, baby. Let's get it popping. All right, we've got JP Souza in the building. What's going on, man? What's up, brothers? How you guys doing? Straight chilling. Happy to have you here. Hell yeah. So, JP, we start every show off the same. Hit us with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment. <clears throat> Hello. <clears throat> you know, just got to check, you know. Um, Clear your throat, know. <laughs> baby. Get it ready. Favorite skate moment, man. Yeah, I think like every moment when you land a trick is like the best moment, you know. You love that moment. But I got to... A good one, like, from Barcelona, like, I don't know, maybe eight years ago. I was down there at Macaba, and uh, I used to film with this homie, Brian Callahan. And this dude, like, mm-hmm. loves to drink. And I don't know what time it was, maybe, like, 2 p.m. or something like that. And I was, like, just doing a couple of Nolly Hill from Nose on the Ledge. And then uh, I go up to him. He's just cracking a beer. I go, I go like, yo, Brian. You're down to get this trick right here. I think I can do a naughty hill from nose, not a big hill out. That was like the first time I was going to try that trick. And he goes like, mm-hmm. yeah. man, don't even start, man. I'm, I'm, I just opened my first beer. I don't want to be stand there for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> and then I go, wow. I go, homie, come on, dude. We're here for this. Let's fucking get it, man, please. I try to do quick. And then he goes like, oh, God damn it. All right, let's go. And then... He set up the camera, you know, he, he's like about to roll behind me with the long lens. And I go, man, you better film that shit good. I'm going to do first try. Throw my board, <laughs> boom, bust that shit first try. No. Damn. Everybody go crazy like, what? I can't believe what the fuck. And then I go like, I'm going to go get beers right now. Now we drink it together. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> that was That's a good moment. Good. Hell yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. And then what about sports? You're a sports guy at all? Man, I watch some shit here and there. I usually, I like to watch the World Cup for sure. Yeah. Uh, I think like this, this, this one from this year was like the the finals was was like 
Crazy. It was Argentina and France. That shit was intense. Like, to the last minute, it was just back and forth. It was, like, one of the best game I ever see. Yeah, that was a wild one. Yeah. Did you shed a tear when Brazil got eliminated? Oh, man. And Neymar didn't even get to kick? Bro, that shit was frustrating, bro. We were, like, watching on my house, drinking, and, like, every game. So, like, this, this World Cup is going to be sick. Every game, we were, like, partying and, like, yes, watching together, like. And then that shit was just, like, Fuck. Everything's done now. Yeah. We don't have no more party to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was heartbreaking. Yeah. So JP, man, take us back to the beginning. Where'd you grow up and how'd you get into skating? I grew up in uh, San José dos Campos, which is a city like one hour from Sao Paulo. I started skating over there. I think like when uh, my parents split, my my father moved to Curitiba, which is the city that I moved Moved that way, like, later on, a couple of years after. And I stayed with my mom in uh, in San José dos Campos. And then I, I, me and my mom went to live with my aunt. And uh, and then it was a, a half pipe right by there, you know. And then I, I used to go just down there and watch. And then, like, some kids were uh, the, from the same place that I live, live by me. I used to skate. I used to borrow their boards and stuff. And then... Sick. Like, uh, I asked for my my father once for a complete, and he gave it to me. And then I started going to this half pipe. And then, but I just skated the, the ledge on the flat ground in front of it. <laughs> I was about to say, like, <laughs> you, you don't be showing us your transition skills yeah. and your video parts. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've, I've, I never drop in a half pipe, and I, I don't think I would ever do. I'm good on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So... JP, what would you consider to be your first big break in the skate industry, man? Where did uh, where did it get started for you? Well, uh, I was starting in Brazil, you know, like I started skating like a lot of contests over there and I had to like kind of like make the finals. That was more like down there, you know, mm-hmm. and build my name. And then when people started knowing me, like I started being on magazines over there, I had to, I came to the States to try like, you know, something over here. And like I had to start from the beginning over here because nobody mm-hmm. knew me and uh, but i think the my the big break over here was when uh i had my mega minute come out that was like mega minute was like uh, from uh the skateboard mag and it was like it was a yeah. big thing mm-hmm. and uh yeah after that video came out like a lot of people start recognize me down here like so who was your squad when you were coming up in brazil man well like i know carlos and like pretty much everybody like that is over here, you know, because we always to go to contests like almost every every weekend. That that was like a thing in Brazil, you know. But like, I live in I I I was living in Curitiba, you know, and I had my squad over there. Like my friends, they still my friends. They turned to a crew, mm-hmm. and like we still together. And the crew like kind of turned to, it not not kind of. It really turned to a brand. We did videos and stuff like that. So it was more them. But yeah, but from people that you guys know, like the. There's like that being here, probably like Felipe Ortiz. I grew, grew up skating with him over there. Yuri, and like yeah, see Carlos all the time down there. This homie Renato, like let me see. I hope I'm not saying like like somebody else that I see the other day in a podcast. Like 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 fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, uh, uh, what's Felipe Ortiz saying these days, man? He used to kill it. 
Man, he he's he's still skating, man. He's still skating for a high company, this clothing brand we skate for like over there. But he's uh he's getting better, man. He went through a lot of things, but he still has so much skills, man. Like mm -hmm. he been filming. I hope to to him put like a new part soon, so you guys can check. But I know that he yeah. he went off right here in the states when we first came down here. For sure. So you rode for Chocolate and Lakai for a while. How did that connection first come about, and how did you link up with those guys? Yeah, it was flow for Dan. Uh, I started getting Lakai first uh, through Kelly Bird, and then he he kind of connected me with Sam Smith to get a couple boards and stuff. And and that, he, he had my back, Kelly Bird. You know, he hooked me up, helped me with some trips and stuff like that. But was about it, you know. It was just like... So just flow for Dan, you know, didn't really like go skate with those guys, didn't have a car at that moment, like was mm -hmm. young, but I was just skating with my crew and doing my own thing, you know. Getting those front nose nollie big heels popping, man. Shit, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> These days you're riding for visual skateboards with uh, our boy, Bunt alumni, Matt Miller. Uh, how'd that connection pop off? Well, uh, basically like uh, I had a couple friends on the team like was you know Shimetti and Matt Miller all those guys Joey there and uh, there was Danny Hamaguchi at that time and he was there hit me up I when I left actually I left chocolate I'm gonna say the 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 right uh timing thing so like I when I left I just left for nothing because I was just like nothing was gonna happen down there I just wanna like try something new or just like just leave and like be me you know like so uh mm -hmm. i was skating for nobody and then i started chat with uh kelly hart just fuck around with him about central which was a uh, chico brand's company and i ended up skating for that for like two years oh sick and then that went under because chico was doing it by himself and then i was with no board sponsor for a little while and then uh yeah those guys hit me up you know Offered me to give me a, a board and all that. So I was like, yo, let's get it. I did that. But I don't skate for Dan no more. I just left a, a week ago or two weeks. Oh, oh damn. Shit. <laughs> Breaking news. You, you have something new now or you just free agent? Free agent, man. Hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. Oh, shit. Yeah, and I, the company is the same thing. You know, I think the owner, like, which is uh, Steven Venasco, He's uh used to be known as Van Styles. He do all the photos and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Legend. He's a he's a good dude, man. He helped me out a lot. Give him a board and like, but like he Alexis Texas. Oh shit. And uh, Tiana G. I don't know. I can't. I can't. I can't be saying this. You know, I'm locked up. So. <laughs> and my girls in the room over here. <laughs> oh god. But I think he had some like he couldn't just <laughs> this for uh, he couldn't he couldn't uh, I don't know he 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 have some personal problems going on with him a lot of stuff and it's hard to him to do the brand uh, himself so it's like I just mm. you know I talked to him I I don't know he might gonna still do a couple boards but like I don't know I don't think he's a, he's a team right now so free agent ah uh, okay. Like you said, man, hit him up. So they turned you pro a couple years back with one of the best pranks we've seen for a pro celebration. Can you tell the people a little bit about that day? 
Oh, yeah, man. That was like, you know, when you uh, grow up, you know, dream to have like a surprising thing like that. But like, mm-hmm. you never know, never going to happen like exactly how you're dreaming or like something like that. <laughs> but that shit yeah. was like, that shit was crazy. That that was exactly how I dream. It was like insane. It just like, they really surprised me, you know? Mm-hmm. Because I knew I knew I had that part to drop and they were like about to give my board soon, but I didn't know when. So I went do a shoot test right there that day. And like I always skate with Carlos, you know, so I was like, oh, I'm gonna go over there, let's go. We're skating. And fools are filming and like we play game skate like every day, you know. We do this like this kind of competition beat me between me and him, you know, like the whole year. We like play like 30 games and you see who win, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. so that day, like I had everything brand new, I was playing a game skate with him and then I beat him. And then he goes right there and just focus my board. I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, oh yeah. I went and focused his board. I was like, bam. <laughs> and then I was like, ah, this fool is fucking idiot. Because we did that shit each other before, you know, when I land a trick, like an array or some shit, we're like, ah, so hype and break the board, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I never, yeah. I never fo- focus a board like pissed off. Only like hyped, like yes, I got this trick. But, but I think I did on Carlos that day. But okay, we 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 chilling. I go. I I was without boards, you know. So I kept regripping old boards. I was like, homie, I have a brand new shoe. You make me regrip an old board. God damn it! And then <laughs> setting up, setting up, and that fool went and pushed the second one. And just break my shit when I was finishing. And I was like, and then I, I, I just I just lost. I was like, this fool think is the shit right now, huh? Man, oh my god, bro. I'm I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to punch my friend in front of everybody right here. God damn it. So he goes like, man, I'm just kidding. No, it's done. Go go get the other board right there. I'm like, hell no, you go get in my car, go get my board. He, he went get he went and get it and he bring it to me and as I, I'm like setting up, he tried to push on me. I'm like, all right, this motherfucker, where's my fucking board? Like I don't know. I was like, it gotta be something. Like and then as soon as he he pushed my board, the guy pop up with the Steven pop up with my pro boards, and I was just Damn. like, I was just like, uh, he like I heard somebody being breaking your boards, man. You need some boards? I'm like, uh. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I just didn't know what to say. I'm just like, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? I keep saying the same damn thing. As soon as I look, I just hear like, ah! I look behind me, like all my homies, fucking my family, like my girl, everybody was like, what the fuck, man? I can't believe. And everybody just like, give me beers, give me a bunch of drinks. I'm like, I, I was on shock. I, I didn't know. I was like, everybody probably bummed with me because like, I can't cry right now. I can't let, I don't know what to do. I'm like on shock. <laughs> but it was like insane. Uh, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe it was like, it was a surprise right there. The show was sick. That's too good. Yeah. So anyone listening, there's actually a video of the whole thing on YouTube. So I recommend go watching that. It was, it's actually hilarious watching Carlos focus three of his boards and seeing the anger and confusion in your face. Had me dying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh shit. That was a good one, man. So the Brazilian skate scene is pretty massive and thriving within Brazil, but uh, a lot of you guys still want to come to the States, but these days, is it possible to just have a a successful career staying in Brazil 
with the skate scene being so strong down there? Or do you still want to come up here? I mean, depends what you want for your career, you know, like with the internet, you know, you can live anywhere and do your stuff. But like, are you going to make be in the mix? You know, there's a mix right there in Sao Paulo. A lot of things, a lot of things going on. But like, you want to skate for a for a uh, world, worldwide brand, you know, like you, you're going to have to come down here and like be in the mix or like Europe right now. I, I've been seeing a lot like I feel like Europe has like almost taken over the whole industry right now, you know, mm-hmm. but, you know, I think the, the, the real deal is like depends what you want for you. You know, for me, I always wanted to be like in the mix in the whole world, you know, like being a place like California right here, like her just USA, you know, be right here and try do my best, you know, follow my dream. Mm-hmm. So uh, to live down there and do there, maybe if you skate for the brands down there, because it's like, there's it's so much brands down there, you know, but they're like, I don't think they pay much or like they support you as much as like the brands over here would do it for you, you know? Yeah. Dwayne Fagundes is, is killing it down there though. I feel like yeah. He's, yeah, he's figured out a way because he had his unfortunate situation with the... Is he still not allowed to come here at all? I don't think so, man. That's my brother, man. I, I, I First time here, I, I, I remember we both, like, he was living in Atlanta and I was down here. We both meet up at Tampa at the contest. Such a good time because I, he used to stay in my house in, in Curitiba and I used to stay at his house in uh, Porto Alegre, you know? So we're like, we're homies, you know? And like, when I first saw, he came before me. I saw like, damn, the fool is like two weeks. I already got on DigiK. Holy shit. And DigiK, yeah. <laughs> and DigiK is like, it was the shit like back then. Like yeah. was the best brand at, at one point. Oh, by far. Man. But, and like, he's always been like, I used to love, like, I still love, you know, him. And like, I was like, damn, when he get, go to the States, they're going to trip on him because the fool is so gangster. His tricks are so sick. <laughs> I love watching mm-hmm. him, watch him skate and everybody else also you know so but that happened to him like i think that slowed down a lot of the process to to him like I, he he could have like be on like a shoe brand in the states you know he could have like oh, for sure do a lot of a lot everything of, up yeah a lot of martins if he were he were living down here but i'm glad he still made it like with the situation he still made it happen down there you know and like he yeah. have a pro shoe on this uh brazilian brand right there os which is really sick so I'm hyped for him, you know, but of yeah. course I would love to see him come down here. That was such a cool time in the DGK history when they had the playground and they were stationed in Atlanta. Oh yeah, that shit was sick. That yeah. was wicked. And I, I ended up meet up with Duane actually a couple of times in uh, bars. We stayed together there in skate during when he was filming. So that that's mm-hmm. my sick. that's my dog right there for sure. So we met him over there in Barcelona as well. He seemed to be doing well over there. Yeah, man. For show, he's doing good. Students are back in class in Afghanistan. Since December, Skatistan have been running their back-to-school program remotely, but there is no substitute for real contact with students and everyone at Skatistan are beyond happy to be back in the classroom. If you would like to support Skatistan, you can either visit skatistan.org or purchase their watches or sunglasses from chpobrand.com. 100% of the profits will be donated. CHPO Brand, always doing it for the people.
So you're low-key one of the techest skaters in the game, and we can only imagine how long it takes some time to get some of those tricks. In life in general, do you consider yourself to be a patient man? I mean, I think so. I think so, man. I just, I just like, I'm just very persistent, you know, mm, with with okay. everything, you know. I'm, if you're saying like in life in, in general, you know, like if I want something, I'm like, I want to make happen something, I'm going to try to make happen, you know. And I do mm. the same thing when I'm trying to trick, you know. Of course, you, like, you get fucking frustrated and tired, like, oh my God. But I, I just keep trying for hours into making, you know, who knows, like, on the, on the tricks, you just try and attack trick, like, you're just hoping to land the foot in the perfect position and like flip and land and land good because sometimes you can't land but like land like shit you don't want to like tech trick sometimes already a lot and you're gonna do like nasty that doesn't work so <laughs> uh dude i was cracking For up the sure. other day at the skate park watching you warm up i was just like damn this dude can do like a nollie inward heel front nose big spin out but just watching you do like 50 50s and manuals, I was like, God damn, like you, you must have so much patience because you're just, I don't even know. Watching your parts, I was tripping out on, on I'm like, how long is the longest it's taken you to get a trick? How about that? Uh, let me see, dude. I think when like, when I learn, when I first learned like big speed from nose, not a big heel. <laughs> I was filming that trick. I wanted to do that trick to be my last trick on my treasure part back in uh, uh, 2013 mm -hmm. and then like I couldn't do it like I couldn't figure out that trick you know like I went like I don't know three months but like like not three months every day but probably went like 10 times you know mm -hmm. and go and get close and like oh my god and like until like I figured out but like now I can do that trick like chilling you know <laughs> not That's like, like that I but like you work like <laughs> Sometimes I just go yeah. and just land on my foot and I'm like, I'm used to it. So I just flip, blum, next thing I'm, I'm running away. Yeah, you do have confidence in it. The other day you said you were going to do it first try, nollie front nose, nollie big heel. But uh, you bunted <laughs> it, but it's all good. Ah, uh, yeah. I like, I like to talk shit a lot. So maybe one day I land first try. I mean, I did, but you wasn't there to see. <laughs> yeah, my bad, my bad. Can you take us behind the scenes on the session of your nollie front heel to switch front 5-0? switch front heel out one of the most insane tricks i think you actually did two of them but either one yeah the one that like uh, came out of my vx part i'd be around part that i filmed with uh, eric yakuda japa <laughs> well i went there like that was it was a perfect ledge i was like i need to get like a trick to build up I, I always like to do that when i'm filming a part i need uh, good tricks to build up for the last trick Mm -hmm. And I already had my last trick, so that that was supposed to be the second to last. So I was like, I, I need to do that trick. So I went there 7 a.m. because that spot was kind of a bust. And then it was a car parked right there in the ledge. And I was like, God damn it. I woke up 6.30, <laughs> drive one hour, got here. This fucking car right here. I'm like, what the fuck I'm going to do? So I start looking at the car. The car like has a bunch of junk inside. I was like, dude. Look like a homeless car or something like and then i see a crack a crack in the window i was like dude let me and then i look inside was like a still 
still shit. How do you say it when it like? It's not. It's not man. It's manual. The guy was manual. Oh, That's what okay. it was. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I I don't know. Somehow I put my hand inside and open <laughs> the car, <laughs> and just just put on neutral and just push the car on over wow. the other side of the parking lot, and then <laughs> close the door and escape. Wow, savage. <laughs> Skate, uh, fucking uh, got my trick. Try do it again to do a little better, uh, and just kick Eric's land like as far as oh, I could shit. on accident. And then I left. <laughs> but I bet the guy come back like, what the fuck? I didn't park over here. <laughs> Well, that's a, just a ridiculous trick, man. I don't even know how you yeah, could think of that one. That's how you make one. it happen, too. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Watching your parts over, we notice you rarely do tricks putting weight on your back foot. Regular tail slides and things of that nature aren't getting much love on your sessions. What's the deal with that, and can we expect some more back foot love in your future parts? Man. Yes, <laughs> man. I, I've been trying to do, you know, but I don't know. I just have a team for my right leg. I just... <laughs> With my right leg, I'm able to hold it. Like, I'm going to put weight and I'll be there. But with the left one, my shit's kind of weak. I think I got to just, like, I want to do more, you know. I've been, I've been trying to do more, you know. I have some tricks here and there. But I don't know. I guess I got to bike and just push with the left leg, you know. Some shit. Yeah. Got to start working it out. But I'm going to try try work on my uh, back leg a little more for you guys I'm glad you guys noticed man it's not only me fuck <laughs> bro you can't be you can't be out here doing long ass nollie heel front crooks to fakie and then one inch back tails man that's like <laughs> Don, Donovan too your your back tails are weak but you you, you got respect with the front smiths and five o's but JP man <laughs> you go. you're putting no weight on your back foot man no I got you man I'm a I'm gonna film something with my back leg. It's like a little longer, but back tail. Uh, I do. I do air foot every time I try. I don't know why. That she just doesn't go over there. You know. I want to see a nice single reason. super tech trick on your back foot in your next part. Anything you want, but you got to give us one. I I'm gonna do it in like I'm gonna land them after I land. I'm gonna just gonna scream <laughs> for the butt. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> bro i'm i don't think i even did like a english interview like long like that i'm probably gonna listen to this after and be like i'm fucking mumbling fuck no no no, no you're i don't think it. so at all man i think you're <laughs> killing it you speak better english than than me man oh yeah your english <laughs> is pretty good too, man half the time half the times that people yeah, don't man. even know what the hell safe is saying <laughs> yeah man i want to i want to learn to uh, speak uh Canadian too, man. You guys can teach me after. <laughs> oh, shit. I said I said <clears throat> that to okay. Wade once. <laughs> How'd that go? I'm sure he loved that. Uh, he was, I think he was just annoying me, like talking <laughs> shit. And he's like, I don't even want to learn Portuguese anymore. I was like, I don't even want to learn Canadian. Also. <laughs> <laughs> and that fool showed up after. <laughs> Oh shit! That's awesome. So JP, there's a monumental event coming up by the name of Tampa Pro. We know you're excited as fuck. 
your boy Tyler Surrey, when he came on the pod last season, he threw you under the bus. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about your history at Tampa Pro and what we can expect from you this year? Ah, oh, Tyler, my man. You shouldn't have <laughs> done that, man. You shouldn't have done that. You're going to have to come over here and explain yourself this year. Tampa Pro is coming up, and I'm going to show him what's good, you know? What I'm going there for. <laughs> No, man, like, dude, I used to do good in contests, like, back in Brazil, like, years ago, like, finals all the time, I win a couple, and, like, I don't know, over the years when I came down here, like, I just, like, don't like anymore, and, like, I don't know, I guess it was M, I don't want to skate with this little sheets right there, and, uh, <laughs> you know, and then, like, even, even though, like, all this little sheets I'm talking about is out pro now when it's game the temper, bro. <laughs> But I went I went to the to 2021 and like I just I was just like, dude, you know what? I'm gonna do like I used to do back then, you know? I'm gonna do the tricks that I can land, even though if my legs shaking, you know? I don't care, my legs shaking, I'm chilling. I'm fucking enjoy that shit. And then I land my whole run. That shit looked I felt like I went the contest. Everybody like, what the fuck? This fool landed this whole run. <laughs> And I was like, dude, that was the best feeling. It was so fun. But then I went to the semifinals and uh, I, I think I missed one trick and didn't make the, the cut. But Damn. And, the, and the next year I went with Suri. And then I told him, I, I, I like to talk shit because, you know, at least that shit be on my mind. I was, I was telling him, I'm going to land my, uh, my whole shit and escape on the final Sunday. I'm going to see that. <laughs> And then I was just talking all that shit. And then, but even though if I miss, at least I fucking, I keep saying that shit and that shit is on my mind, you know? And also the biggest part to talk shit. But yeah. I, I missed the whole run and he got to come here and say, <laughs> and say that I'm the biggest bunt. <laughs> now, now I have the chance to prove him wrong, you know? <laughs> It's yeah, so, so tell us tell us about, you guys got a bet for this year? What's going on? Oh, yeah. We were on a NB trip, like, in New York uh, last year, and, it was, like, we started talking about uh, me, Levi, I think, uh, uh, me, Levi, and Jake Darwin, and Westgate, and, like, I don't know, we were just talking shit back and forth, and I was like, yeah, man, why don't you go, man? I started saying, you're scared, blah, 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 next thing we know... <laughs> It's like, oh, let's bet. I'm like, let's bet. Like, how much? What? A hundred bucks? <laughs> I was like, all right, hundred bucks. Whoever get like in front, like get the best place between us. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. Jack, Jack Curtin just walk into, hey, what's going on? I'm like, you too, motherfucker. You eat. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's, <laughs> and then now it's like me, Jack and Westgate. We all going to put a hundred bucks and whoever does best have get the money you know but Hell westgate yeah. said like it's winter down there he's like homie you fucked i'm gonna be fucking practice at the park like in the whole winter <laughs> and I, now i'm a, a little bit worried because like i haven't skated a park like good in a while and i'm like it's like a week to go i'm like fuck man <laughs> one week to get my shit together god damn it <laughs> oh oh dude now, now i got an extra extra incentive to watch the contest this year yeah, I was just gonna say I can't wait. I'm a tune in. I'm a tune in for sure. I'll be, 
<laughs> I mean, shit, we've had Jack on the pod, we've had Westgate on the pod, and now you, so I don't even know. I don't want to pick a favorite, but I feel like I'm going to be rooting for you, man. Ah, <laughs> oh, my man. Hell yeah. How did Tyler yeah, get man. out of this, though? He, just because yeah, he's not going? Tyler's not in it? Uh, I don't know. He might go also. He's not in the bat. Uh, he should get it, huh? Another person should throw yeah. 100 bucks to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> JP, what happened on the high trip, the Colton company you guys ride for? Oh yeah, that that it was a high trip in Rio. I don't know, maybe three years ago or some shit. And uh, we like we stay in like we stay in an Airbnb like this, like in the beginning of a mountain, which is the favela. It was a bar right in the front of there, like right up front of the Airbnb, you know, like going up to the to the hill. It was like play samba and everything. That shit was popping off every day. That shit was so sick. And then you, you, you just get drinks and like drinking in the street in front of it, you know. Mm-hmm. But there was one day we, we kept going to that bar, you know, every night, you know, because it was like right in the front of it. So there was one day that I said like, hey, you guys going to go tonight? And they're like, ah, no, I'm chilling. I was like. I don't know. I, I don't even think about it. Just like, well, it's my birthday tomorrow, man. You guys not going to go? Like, after 12 is my birthday. It's like, oh, for real? I'm like, yeah, it's my birthday. And like, and then I stopped talking about it. And then like, I say, I probably say like three times on that day. Just like, yeah, yeah, man, let's go to the bar tonight. It's my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> but it's f- fuck, fucking around, you know, fucking around. I, I didn't talk. Nobody would believe me because they know I talk shit all day long. <laughs> So next thing I know, like it's like ten thirty, people start like start get ready, let's go to the bar, yeah. And then I see the homie saying, like, hey, you're not gonna go. It's JP's birthday. And I was like, Oh, it's serious? <laughs> I was like, fuck. Alright. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I thought I don't know, man. So we start go to the bar and like I I still thought that the homies were just acting like they believe or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm in the bar. Next thing is getting close to midnight, dude. And at this high trip, like all my close friends that I grew up with, escape for high. You know, this crew that I told you guys, Trip Calents. Yeah. So we were everybody at the bar. Next thing I know, we start get drunk. Next thing I know, everybody fucking come to me like, "Hey JP, I love you, homie. Happy birthday, man. Get, get this drink. <laughs> Give me drinks. Start saying all." kind of emotion things like oh you're the man blah, blah, blah. i'm like what the fuck these fools are believing me i'm gonna i was like i think i think it's too late to me to to say that that was a joke i think i'm just gonna have to go with it and see what happened after so we so we outside in front of the bar right there drinking next thing i know fucking i said next thing i know a lot huh whatever <laughs> So this the high owner, this this guy Diogo, pop up with the champagne oh, and just no. like, yeah, oh, yeah, JP's birthday, yeah, just start throwing that shit like, shh, everybody, happy birthday to, but like in Portuguese, you know, yeah, but yeah. like going like, oh, crazy, I'm like, what the fuck, man, I was like, kind of like, uh, yes, <laughs> and then I, and then I go like. I gotta, I gotta say something at least to Adelmo, man. He's the nicest guy over here. I gotta say some shit. I go, hey, Adelmo, gotta tell you something, man. It's like, what? Uh, you're not gonna be mad at me, right? 
<laughs> Dude, don't tell nobody, but it's not really my birthday. He goes like, what? What the fuck? And he started tripping like, ah, he started laughing. Dude, that's so sick. I can't believe. And then I'm right there kicking with my, uh, all my homies that I grew up with, like kicking right there. And the next thing, like one of the homies go like, dude, it's weird, man. It doesn't feel like it's your birthday. I feel like your birthday is a different month or something. And then he starts searching, man. Show me, show me your ID. Like, I don't have my ID. I don't have my ID. It's my birthday. It's, I don't have my ID. And he go, I think he goes to the, the search on Google and go to Tampa, Tampa website uh -oh. and find like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's not his birthday. It's not his birthday. I'm like, oh my God. And everybody oh. come up to me like, like laughing and kind of peace. And I go like, homie, what you guys... You guys grow up with me. You guys don't know my birthday. Fuck you guys, man. <laughs> and they're like, oh, cool. Like, ah, oh, what the fuck? I can't believe it. Oh, shit. That's that was good. insane, man. Holy shit. That's what I was going to say. All these guys you grew up with, this is your squad, and not one of them remembered your birthday, man. It's their own fault. That's crazy. Yeah, man. that's what that's that's what I said. You know, you guys, it's not my fault. You guys don't know my birthday, man. <laughs> 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 that's wicked so jp man whenever we have someone on the pod we uh obviously watch all their old parts and uh just to remember some of the bangers and whatnot but one of the things that stuck out to me is two things that i don't see you doing anymore one is nollie heel nosing huge rails i forget what that one's called you're not getting buck like you used to and two well what happened to the long flowy black hair man <laughs> Oh man, that's disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> Homie, first off, uh, I am skating rails. The footage is saved up. Okay. Not as big in Omar. That that was the that not who knows you saying was the biggest rail I ever skate. Damn. Uh was that Westchester eleven. Hell yeah. And uh I have a crazy story about this not who knows. Like Let's hear should it. I say it right? So I went to this rail. Like in in a weekend, and all my homies, I was telling me, dude, you got good knowledge. You know, you should do it like in a big ray one time, one day, you know, mm -hmm. at one point. So I go there, like, don't even thinking about skate that rail. I was, uh, I was just looking, and the homies were skating, and I was like, I'm scared to do board slide this shit, but that shit looks so perfect. I'm so scared to do board slide, <laughs> and I go like, ah, start tripping next to him. I, I take a little while and then just go slide one board slide. I'm like, yes, feels so good. <laughs> so I did board slide and then I was like, I did a front feeble too. Damn, Scott Kane. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, for some reason, I was less scared to try a front feeble than a front board. And then, mm -hmm. and then I left and then I was like, dude, I should not. He knows this rail. And the homie that was skating with me, he like was gonna go back to shoot a photo. I was like, all right, I go with you. And the whole week I thought about this not who knows. And uh and I take some uh Bra Brazilian homies with me. Like they, they grew up with me also on the next weekend. And on the way there, I was listening to like a voice message that they sent to me like one day later, like just talking shit on me, just like, yeah, man, it just skate legends, blah 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 blah. <laughs> talking all that shit. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, uh, this motherfucker's gonna see today. <laughs> and I go right there, they looking, they looking. And this homie's this homie is like skate rails, bigger rails than me, you know. Like I mean, I don't need to skate bigger rails, but whatever. And then I was like, they're just looking. I'm like, excuse me, 
Boris Light first try. Bam! <laughs> See that shit? <laughs> and then, all right, all right, now how I'm gonna do this? Not who knows, man. I, I had no idea how to try, you know. So somehow I managed to just pop an all heel, step on the rail and jump down there and then like kept doing yeah. that until it tap, slide, until I do it and fucking have the biggest relief on my life. Like, yes, I'm safe. <laughs> and, but it was fun. The big rails and the long black hair, man. The old Oh, JP. man, oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> the black hair, man, the, the, the long hair, I just cut it, man. Actually, I just shaved because I don't like it. That's, that's it. <laughs> just kidding man fuck that's a good I start, reason I, start, I, I think I wear a hat since I was 10 years old man and I don't know that shit doesn't breathe down there and uh, <laughs> and I don't know man it started losing I was like fuck man what the fuck I'm gonna do now and so I had to shave shave that shit unfortunately I don't know I want to find out what Jack Curtin's doing because he was bald 20 years ago and he still have hair <laughs> Like fuck, man. <laughs> uh, don't worry, man. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm catching up to you, man. My hairline's going back every fucking year. But you know what, man? Even even if I had a hair, man, I would wear a hat. So fuck it. Only time I I worry about is when I go to a wedding or <laughs> I don't know some shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh shit. I feel you. The homie Carlos Ribeiro hooked up this interview. We're going to need a funny Carlos story before it's all said and done. Now, I'm not sure if you can top his wiping his ass and putting the toilet paper in the laundry bag story, but <laughs> maybe you get something funny for us. Awesome. Something about him? Yeah, a story about him. Yeah, that he 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 went next level with the shit one. <laughs> 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 I think he told me he told me before that it's another shit story I think he told me before he was in Sao Paulo like he wore in Sao Paulo and he needed to take a shit so bad he couldn't find a place and like uh, he went to the closest place he could and and that shit had no toilet paper so he wiped his ass with his socks <laughs> <laughs> and then laughed like nothing happened yeah, I've done that before <laughs> That's not good. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know if that story is like good enough, you know. That that fool that fool's can be annoying, you know. <laughs> I remember one day we were like we used to skate to the to the bar all the time. We lived together like for years. Mm -hmm. And uh that fool is really annoying some days, you know. I think he was we were skating, he kept pushing me off the sidewalk. I was like, homie, dude, stop pushing me, bro. Just stop pushing me, all right? I push him, I'm like, all right, that's funny. It's done, all right? And then, I don't know, he pushed me again, and then, like, we kind of went together, like, and then he went pick up his board, and I just tapped on his tail right when he went throw down. He got stuck and just bust his knee on the ground, like, bam. <laughs> and, I, and then that shit was even bleeding, and I was scratching shit. I, I was like, fuck, man. I felt so bad. I was like, bro. You made me do that to you, bro. Like, why you do that? Like, <laughs> I feel bad. So every time he like trying to do some shit, I was like, dude, stop, bro. Just stop. Like, I don't want to fucking hurt you on accident. <laughs> you know? But uh, yeah, that was one of them. But like, we have so many stories, man. Like, I don't know, bro. 
Can you tell us about the bone Swiss box you got from Vern Laird? Oh, Vern, they had that fake homie. You mean? <laughs> just, just kidding, just kidding. No, Vern is my boy, but he did he did something fucked up to me once, and I'm gonna tell you guys. Well, <clears throat> I were, I was living in uh, Long Beach at that point, and uh, I had some homies staying with me and shit. I, I was like, I was not getting paid by nobody, you know, so. I was doing my usual hustle, you know, I sell product here and there, send product to Brazil to sell and all that type of shit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, regular day at home, got a bone Swiss box. And uh, I had this homie, like in the couch right there, that he asked for a bone Swiss box all the time. And even Vern came to me like, what's up with your homie, man? He asked for a box every fucking month. <laughs> and it's like, and Vern is really like, when you ask for too much, he's like, dude, I already sent you five bearings this year. Like, I'm not going to use more than that. Yeah, yeah. Which is true, you know? But, okay. I opened the box kind of joking, like, telling my homie, oh, I guess you don't get that much. I think I have like 10 Swiss over here, man. I just opened, fucking around, start pulling up. One, two, three, ten. I go like, what the fuck? I push a sticker, look it up in, on the bottom, more bearings. I'm like, boom, boom, boom. Next thing I know, like 23 sets of bonus Swiss. I go Damn. like, fuck. <laughs> I go like, fuck yeah, bro. I'm like, I'm selling this shit. If I sell over here, I'm gonna make this much. If I sell it, send to Brazil, I'm gonna make a double. I'm like, hell yeah, the rent's paid. <laughs> like, don't even need to worry. Don't need, even need to worry this much. And I go, my homie was tripping like, what the fuck? Like, how bum, like, why you got this? You know, like, <laughs> I was like, homie, I don't know, man. And then I started thinking, like, what the fuck, man? This shit's kind of weird, man. The fool always complain about sending me, like, five bearings, like, in a year. He sent me 23, like, in one box. <laughs> like, something wrong about this shit, but, like, should I tell him? Should I not? And then, I, like, I wait till the next day, and I was like, fuck, man. I think am I going to have to tell him because I don't want to burn myself with him, you know? He's the homie yeah. too. Mm-hmm. So I, I hit him up like, yo, Vern, yo, thanks for the box, man. A lot of bearings. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, <laughs> and then he goes like, wait, what? How many? I'll go like, uh, uh, around 20. He goes like, wait, 20? 20, 20 sets of rags? I'm like, nah, Swiss. He go like, what the fuck? <laughs> nah, man, nah, man. Something wrong. Someone is fucking up at the warehouse. I've been hearing about this, man. I'm gonna, I'm sorry, man. I'm gonna have to come and take them from you. I'm like, fuck, man. <laughs> <gasps> ah. That hurts. Oh, then he, he, he came. He came to my house in Long Beach, all the way from Santa Monica. And then I was like, save two bearings to me. I said I saved two, but I actually saved three. And yeah. then, <laughs> and then he come right there. Yeah, man, I'm sorry. Let me look at your email right here, the, the box. Damn, man, it says you got three bearings only. Oh, that's crazy, huh? I was like, what the <laughs> fuck, man? I shouldn't have said nothing. I would have kept the bearings. But uh, and then he go he go through the living room and the homies like, oh yeah, I never wear bonus suits. It was like two or three homies right there. Like, oh, me neither. He goes like, oh here you go, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Get to the homies. I'm like, no, what the fuck? 
<laughs> and then oh. left. Left me with two bearings. Fuck that shit. But wow. he's the homie, man. He hooked me up a lot, you know, with ads. Fucking give me a, a couple of checks here and there. Hooked me up for show. <laughs> That's so. That's, That's really good. 23 sets of Swiss, man. Yeah, man. It's a jackpot right Set there. Set for life. <laughs> uh, JP, can you tell us about the garage and uh, why why was it so hard for you to leave, man? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Oh, man. Dude, that one touched my heart, bro. <laughs> well, I live, I used to live with the, this homie that I used to film with, like, that I met in Long Beach, Niche. And uh, a couple other homies, <clears throat> and they had a garage over there. And I moved, I moved to the garage with them. I paid less than everybody else, cause that was the garage, you know. And then I upgrade the garage. Like I find so much shit. Like this, this lights that like you know when your, your shirt turn blue and dark and shit like that. Neon, that's how you say? It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neon so lights. all this stuff, dude. That, that shit was like, that shit was pimp, homie. That shit was like so sick. <laughs> That shit was, everybody go right there and walk to the garage and goes like, what the fuck? That shit was so sick. Like, we just want to keep kicking over there. Everybody goes there. And like, I don't know, it was like one of the best, best uh, times that I have in the States right here. Like, you know, just like younger and like able to go get a trick every day, come back, drink, party with the homies all the time and go again, not even hangover. <laughs> It was just like so sick, man. It was like such a good time. Like I had a grill in the front of the garage, so it was just like ah, wake up like at noon. Ah, fuck it, I'm gonna do lunch. I'm gonna cook a barbecue. Just do a barbecue right there. But she was just yeah. that was so sick, man. It was like such a so much good times there. Like with all my homies, this this crew that I I used to kick with in Long Beach, uh, uh, Spliff Mode. We even did a video and everything. It was like. I'll come over to that that same time that I was living there. So it's good times for sure. So what made you leave the garage? Well, man, Carlos just, he needed a roommate. His roommate like bounced back to Brazil. He's like, JP, I need you moving here with me. And like, just leave the garage right here. Just gonna pay a little bit more, but you're gonna, you know, you know, live better, you know, not, not as much party and as much like all that type of shit. I was like, yeah, you're right. But ah, I love the garage. Oh my god, man! And and he needed that. And and that was like my best friend. So I was like, fuck, man. All right, man. Let's do this. Let's let's fucking let's get on top of this this shit. You know, let's move on. So I did. I'm glad I did. I don't know. Garage. Yeah, it just sounded funny hearing it from Carlos that you like lived in a garage in the hood. <laughs> And Dude, you were, I just like, so attached to it. He was offering you like a nice bedroom and a house, and you're like, "No, my garage." <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know, man. I just, I just like the vibes over there. You know, like I just got used to, you know, like to the the, the life I was living right there. It's like it, it was definitely on the hood right there. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like I don't know. You didn't want to go live with your annoying homie who pushes you off the sidewalk and focuses all your boards. I get it. Yeah, man. <laughs> that fool but yeah i had to change you know li life need change so i did <laughs> you love to gamble on tricks clearly what's the most you've won and the most you've lost on a sesh 
Well, I think the most time I lose, but then I just keep betting to a win, you know? I just go like, <laughs> all right, you, you, I bet 10 bucks. All right, how about 20 or nothing? And then I just go like, let's go 40 or nothing. And then I just keep doing it until I do it, you know? <laughs> until you're but, even. Yeah, but I did, I did have to pay like a couple of times, but most of the time I don't pay. I don't know. I, I think I'll... <laughs> I'm following, I'm following uh, my dude Chico, you know. I hope he does that, you know. He bat and he don't pay. So I'm, I'm the same. <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw someone under the bus with you. Carlos said he takes your money. Like, yo, Donald, the other day, like, second time <clears throat> meeting JP, and he's already, like, he's like, all right, I'm going to do 15 tricks on the rail, and if I don't commit, 10 bucks for you. I was like, damn, all right. <laughs> Like you need that for motivation, eh? You just yeah, man. I don't bills. know. Yeah, I just got this habit, man. I gotta change, but it's hard, man. I need, I need to bet to like try one hundred percent. Sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. if it's like a rail or like a jump, I'm like, I, I gotta bet something. I gotta bet something. And sometimes the homies like, all right, man, it's done. I was like, all right, cool. But just one more, <laughs> just one more bet. At last, I swear, it's the last bet. <laughs> Until I fucking do it. But you know what? Anything for the clip, man. Fuck it. Yeah, absolutely. What about the uh, the Clipper session, man? Oh fuck, Clipper. Oh yeah, man. I went to a SF trip in New Orleans, and uh, we went to Clipper at night. And you know, I go I go in phases. You know, like not that I'm a I can jump like that. You know, but like. If I start skate a park or some shit like that, I start jump a little bit, I feel more comfortable. And at that time, I was not comfortable at all. And like, <laughs> and the homies go like, oh, JP, what's up? What's up? How much you want for do Ollie on, on Clipper right here on the stairs? I'm like, man, <laughs> stop. Just stop. And then go like, I think it was Jack, Levi, the homie uh, Pedro, Jordan, Taylor, a couple other dudes. And then, they go like this, start putting a hundred bucks, a hundred bucks. Next thing I know, it's 600 bucks for an Ollie on Clipper. <laughs> and then I went, I went up there. I'm like, oh, no fucking way, bro. 600 bucks for an Ollie. I can't miss this shit. I start rolling up and shit at night. I go like, oh, man. And then I was like, dude. I don't think it's worth it. Like, what if I break both of my leg right here? I don't, I don't think it's worth it. I don't think it's worth it, man. I, I'm ready to not try. And then I I lost 600 bucks for Ollie, man. Yeah. She sucks. Bro, how could you not even try, man? That's insane. Bro, I don't know. I had a mental block right there. I was like, dude, if I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know what's going to happen to me. My leg's going to split. Some shit going to happen. Like... <laughs> I just think the worst all the time, man. That sucks, bro. Oh, shit. Uh, I feel you. So we heard you like to celebrate, but uh, we heard <laughs> we heard that you uh, you actually celebrated your Thrasher part for six months after it came <laughs> out. <laughs> Can you tell oh, us man. a little bit about that? <laughs> Dude, that's not true, man. That's... that's uh, that's something that Carlos said that every time I drop a part, I celebrate for six months. But it's like not true, but but, but back in the day, like I did, uh, I did celebrate a little extra when like I drop a 
one of my treasure parts back in then, that one that I said in 2013, you know. I just yeah. go like, dude, I just try, just fucking stress myself filming for the shit like two years or whatever. Let me let me chill, man. He goes like, man, you fire, you you go, you going to the bar again? You partying again? Like, <laughs> homie, let, let me enjoy, man. Let me enjoy, like right now. <laughs> and then that's why he said, you know, like because like fuck, man, you, you trying to celebrate that shit for six months, but it wasn't six months, but I did celebrate a little extra back then. Not anymore though. <laughs> Hold me. He said you woke up. He said you woke up in the morning, saw that it was loaded on the website, and popped champagne in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> that fool, man. Oh man, dude. Uh, that back then wasn't like that many like treasure parts coming out. You know, it was like it yeah, was like true. True. it was like when this the like the internet was started popping off. You know, it was like it was like it was like I don't know. It was so sick, man. I felt like. Felt like it was my birthday, you know? So that's how I take. That's why we were like going, like drinking that early. <laughs> Shit. Oh, that's epic, oh, man. That's too good. Donald, we could learn a thing or two from JP, man. We need to celebrate for, for longer. <laughs> we need to celebrate more often as well. Man. Every podcast, man. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. After this interview, I think I'm going to crack another beer, man. Oh, so, shit. what's next for JP Souza, man? What you got coming up? Well, uh, I have this rough cut coming out from my VX uh, part, the IBL round part. I think it's coming out in the next couple of weeks. And uh, I have these two parts that I've been filming for, I don't know, the last two years. It's just like happened to be two different settings. So, like, had to be two different parts. So, I'm trying to finish mm. up one. There is this type of settings, which I need like probably like three clips to finish up and edit and send it. And uh, and the other one, I'm just gonna hop hop back on the other one after I finish this one. So Sick. I got these two two parts that I'm working on it. I probably try and do some some travel, go somewhere else to film. I don't know. Between the rough cut coming out and the two parts. That's about a year and a half of celebrating. Oh fuck! You, you ready for that, bro? That's old me, man. I don't, I'm, I'm not. I can't handle that after the thirties, bro. The hangover in the same. <laughs> you know that. Yeah, you don't bounce back, no. Now you just need to take a vacation, man. Are you gonna celebrate your rough cut, or does that not count? <laughs> uh, I think count, man. Fuck, a little barbecue doesn't hurt, you know. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Uh, just kidding. Any little work done, you know, so I can. It's time to celebrate, you know, a little barbecue, a little something. Doesn't hurt nobody, you know? <laughs> I like it, man. I like your style. <laughs> I said, that's what I'm going to tell my boss at work tomorrow. Oh, shit. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. It's Rapid Fire with the Ghost. And this week, we brought to you by the only grind that matters. That's right, it's Thunder Trucks. You've probably seen his knee-high slappies, but skating is only one piece of Kwesi's repertoire. He's a sculptor, a jewelry maker, and musician, to name a few, and the newest guest artist for Thunder Trucks. Complete with Pro Edition Trucks, 
short sleeve tee, and custom wax, all hit with Kwesi's one-of-a-kind mask artwork and signature emblem. Be on the lookout for the collection dropping real soon at all the finest Thunder dealers. And you know if you're in need of any Thunder gear, Bliss, Menu, Truth, Skate Skate, Labor, 303, No Comply, Neighborhood, and Plush always got your back. Thunder, baby. Get that Kwesi collection. It's time for some rapid fire, you dig. Oh, shit. Favorite skater? Antoine Dixon. Hell yeah. A uh, quick random story. Carlos told me his first day in the States, he took you took him to NoHo, <laughs> and he was like, oh my God, is that Antoine Dixon? And you're like, don't worry, don't worry. That's my boy. And he like, couldn't believe it that he yeah, came up to man, you. Yeah, man, fucking. I end up being being homies with him like he used to come to the garage all the time because one of my roommates one of my oh, roommates shit. uh marcus is like grow up with him or some shit so he used to come all the time and kick right there fuck it crazy times uh antoine i got got to leave that for sure oh. but he's, he's hell yeah it's a, it's really good to see him killing it these days oh hell yeah man yeah. um favorite video yeah right favorite video part uh, you know that asshole uh, Wade Desarmo? It's official. I think. <laughs> I think that's it. <laughs> Favorite style? Antoine Dixon and JB Gillet. Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? JB Gillet, P Rod, um, Justin Eldridge too. I used to watch a lot of Justin Eldridge. Switch front salad gang. I saw you the other day. He he have like a good trick selection down the rails, man. Make me want to do a lot of those. Hell yeah. Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth. Shane O'Neill. Hell yeah. Favorite trick? Uh, not from nose. Hardest trick for you? Back tail. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, man. Most illegal trick? Uh, man, everybody said that, but I don't even know if that's a trick. Not from Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, bro. Just don't. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Real shit. <laughs> favorite clip you've ever gotten? It was my favorite clip when I did uh, Not Heal from Feeble on my Mega Minute. But I, I did it kind of shitty, you know? So, like, I'm going to go with my favorite clip of done. Nolly Hill from Crook, uh, El Dorado, Rayo. Woo. Sick. Bro, how are you going to take out our boy Danny Garcia like that, man? Man, you got to do what you got to do, man. I didn't I didn't do the same trick, you know? Didn't disrespect, disrespect him. Uh. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just he's, kidding. He, he's one of the best for sure. I know you guys like him. Good style, yeah. good trick selection for sure. Yeah. Big legend. Yeah, it's the evolution of skateboarding, man. He did that nollie heel front nose probably like 20 yeah. years ago or something. And we would still so. be good these days too, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, hell yeah. Worst trend that you've been a part of? Mullet with my long hair right here on the side. <laughs> yeah, fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's gang, get let's it. Go. Ooh, shiny. Shout out <laughs> Danny Montoya. <laughs> Mark Johnson, Andrew Reynolds. Yeah. 
Rob G. Oh, what? I'm just saying shout out to all the bald, bald guys out there, bald skaters. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> Reynolds still has hair, no? I don't think so, man. Breaking news. Gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed. Switchback nose blunt clipper. Oof. Carlos. Hell yeah. That fool. And you couldn't even ollie the stairs. Yeah, man. that sucks. Damn. He, he actually... <laughs> He flew me down there to support him to do the switchback noseblind. Yeah, it's a legendary story, man. That was crazy. Uh, that's one of the sickest behind-the-scenes stories, man. The good homie. Yep. What's the one trick that got away? I, I was trying this trick in SF like like two weeks ago. It's like a double side ledge. Two, two wide ledges next to each other. You guys know that one? Two metal ledges? A mm. lot of people skate like a Mark Sucho skate a lot. It's white ledges like like double side, you know, like you hop one side to the other one. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. Yeah, I was trying like nose light, not a cab back to you on the other side. Damn. But that shit wasn't working. What's the biggest bunt you've ever witnessed? That's this homie that I grew up skate with, skating with. <laughs> I, he don't know what's up too much, you know. So he like, I always try and show off too much. <laughs> and recently the whole, like, a couple of days ago, the, this my homie's right there, same in the clip he posted on his Instagram. So <laughs> he did this big kickflip, and he flipped over the footage to act like we switch and post his Instagram. <laughs> 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 and he didn't. Oh, and he didn't realize that the words on his shirt and the signs was all flipped over as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, that's actually sick. so everybody were able to figure it out we're like dude everybody just climbed in on him like coming like yeah bro i think you can do that switch too huh <laughs> Fuck. Sick. yo can, can you please send us that we need to post that yeah. when your interview comes oh up. my god man. he actually good. gonna be hyped you know he, he loves the attraction bro that's <laughs> uh, gonna be hyped that's wicked um What's the last new trick you learned? I don't remember if I learned something that I do every day, but I film a trick that I never done it. So mm-hmm. I learned. I learned one time, you know. <laughs> I film a, I film a pop show from Crook Nod backside flip the other day. Damn. It, I, Damn, dude. And I never done like not backside flip out of front crook or like front nose or nothing. I was just, you know, throwing out there just hoping to make it happen. You know, and then mm-hmm. nowhere just roll away like a miracle. Like, what the hell? What's going on? So yeah. I learned. <laughs> I learned. I learned that one. But like, I don't know if it's really learned because I did. I just did for the first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. <clears throat> yeah, people say two times to make it true. Our buddy Cody says three times or it doesn't count as learning it. But fuck, um, man, what? A, that's insane. Just film three angles, man. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like that. Uh, <laughs> dream job after skating? I don't know, man. Maybe uh, have a resort by the beach where I can do my six months barbecue as much as I want. <laughs> <laughs> you know, something like that. Hell yeah! Favorite local brand? Trop Calientes, which is uh, the the crew that I told you that I grew up with. We like. The videos and all this stuff is turned to a brand. We actually selling in Brazil and like everybody's buying everything we put out is gets sold out. So I'm hoping it come to the States soon. Hell yeah. 
Favorite local skater? Renato Souza, which is this homie also from the same crew that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. He had the last, same last name as me. Like, he's so good, man. You can see in this last Tropical Lens video, we put like, there's a part of Yuri. Yuri has a part for it. And he's, on the beginning, he does impossible nose light. Uh, a ledge that's like higher than a table, you know? It's like, this fool is really good. Yeah. My fave. Hell yeah. What's the one sponsor you regret riding for? Sugar skateboards. I got some boards from <laughs> I got some boards from that brand when I come to the States, he gave me some boards. That's a little carny. <laughs> 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 you and uh bro, you and Furby, teammates. Legendary. Oh yeah, he's skate he's actually sick as fuck, man. His tees. Hell yeah. Favorite teammate ever? Adelma Junior. You know, oh, can go days listening to his stories and talk shit to him too. He he liked to joke, so it's good. Legend. Worst teammate ever. Fuck, man. That's kind of harsh. Uh, I got to say my boy Trent, maybe, huh? Because Trent McClunk, my brother, you're the worst teammate. Because, <laughs> you know why? Because you go, you, you show him a trick you did today. He, next day, he's doing it. So... <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> That's my dog, though. <laughs> Worst company. Hmm. Jared. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I just saw Manny Santiago left them. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> Worst trend. I think uh, oversteers, you know, when somebody does a trick and just like oversteers after they land, they flip, they roll like two feet and goes like, oh shit, I forgot to make my steers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fuck that fake style shit, bro. I hate that shit. Can't stand it. <laughs> forgot to make my steers. I'm, I'm going to go rewatch all your parts and just hope I can find one clip of you having some fake steers. I'll die laughing. Uh, please. S- send to me, man. I, then I, I delete the part, but I don't think you're gonna find it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Worst style. Uh, Jagger Eaton. <laughs> wow. I gotta say, man. Fuck. You guys gotta agree with Holy me on that, right? <laughs> yeah. We'll back you on that. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's it's definitely <clears throat> it's interesting, put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, man, last person you want on the sesh. I think this guy is from the same country you guys, man, but uh BOEs. No, it's because like BOEs he he's actually the homie. I know him for years, you know, but I remember when I first came to the States, I used to go to sessions with uh, Felipe Ortiz and he'd just take us mm-hmm. to the biggest spots. And like, of course, not for me, for Felipe. I was going to Felipe's session, but as Felipe is looking at the rail, he go right next to him and goes like, three flip nose grind, three flip crook, <laughs> kick flip from blunt, big spin. <laughs> just seeing the fucking, the gnarliest tricks, like the homies like didn't even bore like the rail. I'm like, homie, just let it be, bro. Like. So, I don't want to 
him and my stash and taking me to those spots and claiming my tricks. Oh, oh my God. That makes sense. I get it. He's been known to push people. He's been known to try and get people to huck. He'll take anyone to El Toro he can. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. Dude. JP, man, that wraps up our interview. It was an absolute pleasure having you on the show, man. Thanks again. Hell yeah, brother. Thank you, guys, man. Good times. A lot of laughs. Yeah. Appreciate you. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, brother. Yo, one more, one more quick question. Um, you said you need three more clips. I want to see a nolly heel back nose blunt on a handrail, man. You were talking about it the other day. We gonna see one or what? Dude, I want to do that one, but I have another one in mind. Uh, I want to bring the nolly heel from Feeble. So I'm gonna want to be claiming, but I don't know. I'm gonna try. If I if I do it, I tell you to put this on a podcast. If not, just don't put it. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll keep our our eyes peeled for your next part, man. Thanks, JP. Hi, right, brother. Thank you, guys. Bring them back to this. Bring them back to this. Bring them back, back. Welcome back to the post office, brought to you by our good friends over at Dickie's Skateboarding. Quality workwear since 1922. From the work site to the streets, nobody's got you covered like Dickie's. All right, Ghost, who we got up first? You've got mail. All right, first up, we got an email from Big Stinks. Yo, what up, Buntholes? Got a question and something I want to get off my chest. First off, Frog is blowing it big time by not turning Frankie Pro. That man needs his name on a board. Hopefully that changes when you read this, though. My question is, who is a current am that you think deserves to be pro? Thanks for the banging episodes. Excited to see what comes in 2023. Well, update. Frankie's pro, dude. You got what you wanted. <laughs> nice and easy for you. You know, can't complain any longer. Big stinks, man. Should be a happy dude over there. Was that Frankie's burner email or what? Uh, maybe, yeah. Put the pressure on, but he didn't even have to. There'd be a little <laughs> bit of regret there. Um, Am the should be pro. You have one? I feel like we both are in agreement on one coming out of Boston right now. It's just a matter of time. Oh, Brian Reed, all day, every day. DGK, you know what to do. It's time. Brian Reed on a board. Let's fucking see it, DGK. Did you see his story the other day when he tried, when he cheers is like a beer or something? And then he drops in and like sacks a nose grind scorpion sack. It was so gold. <laughs> Big uh, shouts to Bry. All right. Next up, we've got an email from Zach Elsinga. Sub Safe and Donovan. I'm out in Nanaimo, BC doing some volunteer work with the Kadamavik program. And I'm actually working at a radio station for the local university and would love to play some The Ghost Beats on air. If it's possible to have him get in touch with me, I would love to chat with him about it and possibly set up an on-air interview. Hopefully you see this before the new season starts. I'm so confused by this because I, I don't make any beats. I think they got me confused with Ants 1, mm -hmm. the genius behind the scenes. And uh, shit, this email was in January. We probably should have forwarded it to him at the time. <laughs> Maybe we'll do that now. An Ants 1 interview, man. That would be epic. Yes, sir. Ants 1, holler at the man. I'm forwarding this to you right now, Ants. 
There we go. Cool creative in the building. Zach, thanks for reaching out. Hello, Captain Bunters. Right to it. Have you ever disliked a clip of someone just because he, she was wearing a jersey of a team that you hate, dislike? For example, I love Lucas Puig, but he has some clips wearing a Real Madrid jersey and I cannot stand it, even though the trick is amazing. Fuck Real Madrid. Keep it going, guys. SNT forever. Yo, was Jake wearing a LeBron jersey at the Bunt Jam? Someone was, yeah. Lakers, LeBron. I think it was Jake, so I'll just go with that. I uh, Any clip of Jake that day, I should slap him in the face, man. Um, I don't think I have a specific clip. The all-timers hockey jersey, anytime I see that, I fucking hate that because it's the Montreal Canadiens color, man. I know they got their <laughs> ties to Montreal, but... God damn. They stink, bro. Yo, don't talk about my Canadians that way, bro. Yeah, you guys had your little COVID run to the cup and then back to reality for you motherfuckers. God damn it. All right, next up, we've got an email from Sean McNamara. Yo, Bunt Boys, big fan writing in from Connecticut. I was wondering how you guys feel about skaters complimenting each other about the clothing they are wearing when referring to their style. I have always thought that a person's skate style was their physical movement, speed, grace, or aggression when riding a skateboard. I find it bothers me when someone compliments another skater's clothing and refers to it as their skate style. If a skater buys poor big boys but pushes Mongo, do they have good style? If they flick their kickflips but wear spandex and shorts, do they have bad style? My question is, what is your definition of style and what matters to you in a good skate style currently? P.S. I was wondering your thoughts on the recent slaughter Nick Matthews has been putting on the skate world. I think he would be a great person to have on the pod. Also, I won the Nolly Trade Flip Contest a few years back. And thank you for the box. Your boy, Sean McNamara. Hell yeah. Well, I think there's just one little thing you're missing. I I like your definition of style, but... Honestly, you can't just completely exclude clothing. Like, it's not the biggest part. I think the body movements is like a huge part. But like your example of wearing spandex, but like your body's moving properly, it's just going to look whack regardless. So whether you like it or not, clothing is definitely a part of it. It's not maybe the main part, but if you look whack as fuck and your body has good style, it's not going to translate to good style overall. So it's all... It's all a part of it, man. When you see it, you know it, man. And it's always going to be a little bit different. Like uh, that Nick Trapasso part, Suffer the Joy. Was that the one we did the review on? Yeah, I think so. Like that's fucking style. These are like, and you know, but I would never skate in pajama pants, but I fucking loved it. And you see it and you respect it. And you're like, you know what? This guy's doing it, man. So I just don't think you can really define it by one two thing or a few things like obviously clothes have a a part to play in it but like Sava said not the whole part yeah and uh nick matthews going crazy for sure one of my favorite clips of him lately was uh an am scramble on that boston outledge he does switch back 180 to back nose grind whatever you want to call that trick you know what i mean the super scary one on an outledge that was ridiculous Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah All right, next up, we got an email from Eric Acri. 
a crazy name, dog. Sick. Congratulations on the part, Donovan. That shit slapped. I especially like Safe's switch nose grind. It was so good. I forgot that ledge has been rinsed. I'm just joking. Anyway, I'm bringing back an old question. Who is a pro for the wrong board company, and what company should they be on? I've always thought Frankie Villani should be on Crooked. Let us know if you have a new switch in mind, or are you doubling down on whatever the fuck you said last time? I'm keeping my eye out for the bunt video. If it's not out yet, you should let me get a clip. Here is a little secret. Sent an address to some shit. Okay, yep, thanks. Um, I don't remember what we said last time. I'm sure Donald doesn't either. Reading too many emails. Can't remember that shit. But uh, someone on the wrong board brand. Let me just throw this one out there. Because it's JP week over here in Studio E. Souza the God. And he's a free agent. Let's say he's on the wrong board brand. Because he's on no brand right now. And let's get him over there on Skate Mental. Get some tech god. Whoa. You know what I'm saying? Mix mix in the little tech god with the boys. Skate Mental or April? Shane, do the right thing. Staba, do the right thing. One of y'all. Jack Curtis. the easy way you know, out. Make it happen for the boy, man. Yeah, you took the easy way out taking someone not on a team. I like that. You know, don't have to ruffle too many feathers. Um, <laughs> he actually sent us uh, an address to a skate spot here in Toronto, so... Maybe we might have to check it out. Some flat caps and some some new wedges, he says. Um, I always thought Deshaun Jordan on Toy Machine was kind of an odd fit. Um, we might take him off Toy Machine. Uh, I've been seeing him at P-Rod's Park a lot lately, you know, linking up with that family. But I'm not going to put him on Primitive because that team is fucking stacked already. Uh, let's put him on April. JP Souza. And Deshaun Jordan. Woo! Moving over to April. Yeah, get some vets on there, Shane. You not yeah. in? Shane, come on the pod, too. We got all sorts of ideas for April. <laughs> A couple Canadians can get on there, too, man. All right. Next up, we got an email from Pat Gunter. Shout out to Common Grounds Indoor Wood Park Whew. in Woodbridge, Ontario. Place was the shit back in the day. It was a proper, big, well-designed, built indoor. I would drive all the way from boring small town Huntsville, Ontario, as often as possible to skate it. F- uh, fond, nostalgic memories of that place. Young Morgan Smith would usually be in there straight killing it. For such a large, great, noteworthy Toronto indoor skate park, I've only heard you guys mention it briefly. Would love to hear you guys talk about it more. Fond memories. Funny hijinks. Did you guys go to any of the pro demos? I don't know any of the history story of that place. Who was behind it? Why did it close? Pat Gunther, man. You came to the right people. Holy fuck, Pat. We grew up at Common Ground, man. Shout out to the legend, the godfather, Glenn Field, who was the man behind the scenes at Common Ground. Was formerly uh, a partner in the Perception Skate Shop at uh, Port Union, Scarborough. And then I guess him and the owner of that split ways. And Glenn went on to start Common Ground up in Woodbridge. Like you said, absolutely enormous, well-built indoor skate park. We spent a lot, a lot, a lot of time there. Glenn was very good to our crew and all of us, man. Took care of us. Basically like, uh, yeah, a father figure. You know what I mean? To the young bucks back then. Taught us the ways. I was going to say he was like our skate uncle. 
know yeah that's i was looking for something other than father figure but (laughs) you know he'd take us to the strip club he'd take us to the clubs he'd make sure we got home i remember he dropped me off at my house one day and my mom was at the door and i was probably like 18 and i was literally like as drunk as i've ever been but (laughs) the good man got me home you know what i'm saying don't need to talk about how i got to where i was but he got me there and yes we went to every pro demo i think right like Every demo that was there, we were in the building for sure. Zero. We saw Rodrigo TX there. We saw Jamie Thomas there. We saw saw a prime prime Sierra Fellers there. Yeah, we saw Chris Cole. Chris Cole. Oof. Chris Cole. That was like, Grant was like absolutely destroying California in those days. Like young Grant, bootleg. And um, he'd come home in the winter and seeing Grant skate there every once in a while. Around Christmas when he was home was like such a treat. He could literally like that's one of those dudes where I would just like sit down and watch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So special. <clears throat> Man, Andrew Gordon uh skated a contest there when he still had it and like he just snapped into contest mode and was nolly heel back lipping shit. Just going crazy. Yo, John Condren, aka John C popping off at a contest too, I remember. Um Dude, too many good memories. Yeah, also a prime Warren Ungin in the building at all oh, times, yeah. doing whatever the hell he wanted. Skating Had some Tim's. Phil McKnight, Phil McKnight memories there, slaughtering every rail possible. Dude, Phil McKnight switch 5-0 the big rail. Mm. Gap, just absolutely like that place was just a breeding ground for for skateboarding in that era. Um, so also, some fond memories were working on those bass motion videos. I mean, he did one after dark where we would light up the indoor skate park. It was kind of funny. The ghost had some fucking primetime edits of Common Ground. I mean, the list goes on. Warren Ugin tried to fight me one time there. Didn't have much luck. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you if you go on my uh, if you go on my YouTube channel, I think it's just my name. Uh, I have two edits. Like if you, I don't have that many videos on there. So, and I say YouTube channel as if I'm like some YouTuber. I posted like maybe like five things on there over the years, but there's two edits on there. So go peep those for some good memories. Wait, what's the one sickest trick you saw there? Okay, I mean not the sickest, but for me the most iconic common ground trick. I gotta go with two. Can I have two? Yeah, this is tough. Fast motion, fakie heel, nose grind on the bench, on the ground. Yeah. Absolute legend. And then I'm going to go with Sixers Nolly nose slide down the handrail. Just because in the clip, literally 30 people jump up on their feet from sitting down. It was just fucking all-time moment, man. That was ridiculous. All right, I'll go with two as well. I already mentioned one of them, but Phil McKnight, Switch 5-0, the big rail. I remember me and Aiden, I I can't remember, it was like a Vans contest or something. And me and Aiden were just in awe of Phil the whole day. He was just absolutely, like he was like a mystical being back then too, because he didn't live like downtown with us. So we just see him once in a while. And and then you'd also just hear about like the insanity switch front boards, got him 13. But just watching him skate that day, like that dude ate so much shit. He switched five would it, everyone went crazy. And then he like tried switch lip and died like four times. Um, and he also gap kick front boarded the little gap to rail, which was still insane. And I, I swear he tried gap kick front 50 and died. 
like he was just a powerhouse beast and then the other one like another best trick contest cody brown oh fucking switchback smith the handrail and i don't i don't know if we were still in high school at the time or what but like it was just so ahead of its time and still to this day like that's insane. insane i would never try that that Cody's is fucking, fucking crazy G. yeah holy fuck i think i judged that best trick contest and gave it to him even though morgan did like kick front feeble and maybe like nolly hill knows i was like nah we gonna be winning on this one holy fuck i remember cody did a switch backsmith shove at the og moss park on the ledge and i was like what is happening man tree of winning man holy fuck <laughs> you need more cody on the board man yeah all right Next up, we've got an email from Will O. Speaking of skate parks, here comes another one. What is your opinion on Legacy Skate Park in Ottawa, and what are your favorite tricks that have been done there? Whoa. Um, opinion is a little too far from the city for me. You know, <laughs> one time I had to walk back to Ottawa from there because all the buses were done, and it was literally one of the worst nights of my life. Shout out Geo. <laughs> We're waiting at the bus stop to get the last bus, and Leo, Gio wanted to push it and run to McDonald's and back. We run to McDonald's, come back, the bus is done and gone. We literally walked. We had one skateboard that we shared. Oh. It was fucking brutal. Holy fuck. Just the two of you? Just the two of us, man. Wow. Real bonding experience, you know? That's heavy, man. Um, <laughs> it's a long walk for anybody who knows it. For me, well, I'm pretty sure Dave Nolan fakie flipped the big four, or is it a big three and something? Uh, I really like that. Or it was Cab. I can't remember. He probably did a fucking million tricks on that thing. But I'm going to go with Mitch B. I swear, you know the, lo the long across and down rail? Like the small one? Yeah, yeah. Mitch used to... I swear, like, well, first of all, he would back salad across and down all the time, which was hilarious. But I mm -hmm. swear he would do back salads, like super tweaked out, and then pop back out to this to the side he popped from, like a oh back blunt God. pop out. He would do that with back salads, which was just hilarious. But as far as like a dope trick, I swear he front shoved back nose grind reverted the bump to high ledge that's a little further over. Oh in like a dc demo so i'm a i'm a shout out mitch on that one. Oh, and he kicked i think kick front blunt or kick back tail big spin the little down rail way back like it was Jesus. around when like aiden did it on the shred rail like this you know like everyone's watching each other shit on skaters inc yeah <laughs> mitch used to kill that part one more here let's get a voice note in from jack revel let's take a listen g'day bunk gang just got a question for Dono. Uh, wait, sorry, boys. Just cracking one of those green cans. Um, how'd you get into doing an electrical apprenticeship um, after skating, mate? I think the people would... It'd be good info for the people how um, making, a career, making a career choice after skating and learning a new skill set is always a bit daunting. Um, I hope you boys are doing good. All right, later, lads. Wait, quick quick thing i love how you said after skating as if there was like a pro career i'm, I'm not talking about that <laughs> we've had jobs our whole life thank you yo jack you know it was a really 
tough decision once I decide to step away from my career as a skater. <laughs> I put a lot into my skating over the years. Took care of my body, kept it at peak performance levels at all times to push my skating as far as possible. Oh, God. Um, nah, I'm just playing, man. Um, shit, I just needed to make a switch at what I was doing in life. I didn't really like the job that I was working, and I thought it was time to, you know start a new trade and i had some friends that had already started the electrical apprenticeships and spoke to my boy james hardy who's a fucking licensed electrician you know it's just something that uh there will always be a need for there's always gonna be work no matter where you go no matter where i live like it's gonna be easy to get a job as an electrician obviously the long apprenticeship is daunting but the sooner you start the sooner you get it over with and as long as you're not running your own company it's kind of just like you know you work your hours six to two you don't got to take your your work home with you you just kind of clock in in the morning clock out at night and wash your hands with it for the rest of the day and finishing up that early in the afternoon is great not working on weekends not working at nights lets me do my skating lets me you know have my time with my family and still be able to travel a little bit as well and work on the pod it just seemed like the perfect marriage that's what's up baby all right that's gonna wrap up the post office for this week get your emails and voice notes into the bunt live at gmail.com we'll catch y'all next week wait hold on donald let's add one more after the buzzer just had to slide this one in. <laughs> okay we got one more email from brian Primere. I was super stoked to see Omar Hassan on your show. I skated with him in Hawaii. I was disappointed with your questions. You left out the switch from Tracker to Indy, riding for Spitfire versus OJ Wheels, Acme Skateboards to Black Label, and Quicksilver to Volcom. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Fucking Brian Quagmire. Dog. <laughs> It's, those aren't exactly hard-hitting questions about Omar Hassan. You know what I mean? If you had had some some real goodness, I, I'd feel for you here. But we always add in a couple sponsorship questions, you know, from one camp to the next. And uh, we're sorry we let you down personally. I'm not sorry. Fuck's sake. I'd like to, like, keep everyone happy. You know what I mean? If he's bunt gang, if he's bunt hole, if he's bunt white. I'd like to keep him happy, but I didn't. Uh, when we first read this, I wasn't upset we left them out. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, Brian, I've got some advice for you. Here's what you do. All right. Oh fuck. You buy some recording equipment. <clears throat> oh. Fuck. You track down Omar's AOL email. Hit him up. He's never gonna read it. You get him to somehow connect to a video chat. Good luck. And then you ask him those four questions, and then you put it out to the world, start a podcast, and uh, I'll never listen to it. So or, that'll be dope. Or you take the Bunt podcast with Omar, edit them into the interview, <laughs> and repost it for us. That would be wicked. But yeah, we're so thankful you took the time to send that amazing email, man. Uh, thanks for listening. Thank you, Brian. This is the Rundown, the skateboard world source for sports. 
Let's get right back to that NBA talk, baby. The return of John ja Morant. Is he still not worried about anybody in the West? Oh, bro, he's worried, man. Coming off the bench the last couple games, I'm sure they'll be fine. But the real worry for them isn't him because I know that dude, whatever he's going through, when he's on the court, he's a different beast. But for them, <clears throat> it's Steven Adams, man. Like, who knew? Old head Steven Adams meant that much to that roster, but ever since his injury, they haven't been quite the same. And uh, not to mention, they lost Brandon Clark, Achilles, done for the year. So on the interior, they just haven't been the same. They've got Tillman going, but he ain't that dude. You know, he's a nice little plug and play off the bench when they have a full roster, but not as the main dude to, to battle against the Jokic's of the world and shit in the playoffs. So Steven Adams, they need him back. And uh, honestly, last year's like darling team, they started annoying me as soon as the Warriors eliminated them and they were still talking shit. I was mm -hmm. kind of over them, but this year it's just been a fucking train wreck and I'm hyped to like, I want to see them lose the sooner the better. It's so insane to me how quickly you can become the most hated team in the NBA. Yeah. It's like I feel like everybody on the outside looking in at the Grizz just hate them, bro. Like. Like it's you wild, said, man. used to be lovable. Everyone loved John Morant, and they kind of just put up with Dylan Brooks. But Dylan Brooks is taking it over the edge. People are tired with Jaw's antics. His dad acts like a fucking twenty-one-year-old on the sidelines. Like <laughs> it's just a fucking, it's a shit show over there, man. It, it truly is. And like you said, losing the anchor Stephen Adams has turned out to be much bigger. Uh, Triple J's had to, you know, switch up his playing style a little bit. Yeah, they got some worries, man. They got some worries for sure. Yeah. The last thing, uh, Dylan Brooks, bruv, there's not like a shit ton of Canadians in the NBA, and it just sucks that I hate, like, I want to give him some love because he's Canadian, but I can't do it, man. He's such a delusional kook. It's insane. Who is the number one dog in the Western Conference? Is it Jokic and his Nuggets, who have been kind of faltering a little bit? Is it KD and the Suns, which we don't even know really what the Suns look like with KD? Like, who's the top dog out there? Bro, I've never seen so many, like, potentially great teams faltering all at the same time to the point where I don't even want to say this, but if LeBron comes back... Oh... Like don't. the Lakers, I mean, they'd have to do everything on the road, make it through the plan. I mean, they could sneak up to the sixth seed, who knows? And like, he's questionable to return tonight. We're recording this Sunday. That would be my biggest nightmare. Obviously, you know that. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that's how wide open the West is, that the dusty ass Lakers actually have a chance in hell to come out of the West. The Nuggets defense has been atrocious. There's probably still my favorite. But actually, when KD comes back from injury, it's like he never missed any time. So you don't have to worry about that like readjustment phase. He's always coming depth, back from injury. Yeah. The Suns' depth is just a huge question mark to me. The Kings. Yo, I'm actually so hyped. I shouted out the, kid, the Kings <clears throat> last season at the start of the NBA season. I was like, yo, this is the fucking... Like, I can't remember what I said, but I was like, watch out for the Kings. Like, this could finally be their year. And look at them fucking battling for the second, third seed there in the West. Proud of them. But as a first-time playoff team, that squad, you obviously don't trust them to come out of the West. 
experience does matter at some point the deeper you get uh i mean that would be a fun story but i just can't see it i think it's between denver if kd comes back the suns and then all year everyone's been like yeah the warriors the warriors once they figured out wiggins we still don't know when he's coming back they lost with steph putting up 50 like they're still not i mean gary Payton might play today and if wiggins comes back who knows but it's becoming like pretty late in the season to flip the switch you know mm-hmm. i really don't know i can't tell you one other team that you didn't mention there the los angeles clippers what are your thoughts on them bruv that i know Kawhi got hurt last night but it's a facial injury i think he'll be back and whether he has to rock a mask or whatever but but did he you miss the Paul George injury, well. dog? No, but yo, Paul George hyperextended his knee the other day, and a return in the first round is optimistic. So, like, he might not be available till round two, and I don't think they get to round two without him in the first place. So, mm. that franchise is, like, actually cursed. Ever since those two got together, man, it's been one tragic um, playoff exit or missing the playoffs one after another. Like, I think they legitimately could have been the 2021 NBA champions, right? Mm-hmm. Was that the year the Bucks won? Like, Kawhi tearing his knee. I think they, they could have handled the Suns. And we know we know what Kawhi can do against Giannis, man. I think mm-hmm. they could have beat the Bucks in the finals. And um, it just sucks that the one year, like, that franchise had never made it to the conference finals. And the year they finally did, it was a foregone conclusion that they were going to lose because they lost Kawhi in the series before and somehow still beat the Jazz with just Paul mm-hmm. George going crazy. I was happy for Paul George shedding the uh, the choke artist label, playoff P. He actually lived up to it. But yeah, Paul George, knee hyperextension, like that franchise can't catch a break, man. Yeah, and the one other team we didn't talk about and someone who's had a lot to say in the media this last week Life with Kyrie for Luca. Oh, is, uh Smile has evaporated already, he says. I mean, a lot of this reference might be towards the brutal officiating he's been receiving lately, but it's just funny that, you know, Kyrie's in town and, and Luca's down in the dumps already, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a weird trade. I don't really get it. Like, their defense just got even worse like they're just gonna have to try to outscore people and in the playoffs i feel like that's more regular season style of basketball you know in the playoffs like you're gonna need some defense at some point and getting rid of dorian finney smith not that he was doing much on the offensive end but uh great wing defender uh yeah i don't know man the dallas ain't going nowhere they might end up in the play-in man so their season's a wrap so on wax right now, who's coming out of the West, man? Woo! It's a, it's a roll of the dice, but who's coming out of the West? Dude, I kind of don't like Chris Paul and Devin Booker, but I want KD to win one more ring without the Warriors so that people can leave him the fuck alone. But it's so funny, like, he went to the Suns, bro. <sighs> I know. I like, know. it's not like he went to some team he's going to have to really carry, like, D-Book and CP. The problem with that trade is they gave away a really good fucking piece, man. Like, I almost would have rather, yeah, but I almost would have rather kept Mikael and all that he does and maybe given them Booker and something a bit less, you know? It's kind of like... No, no, you need to keep Booker because KD's old. Like, you need... I think what they should have done was gotten rid of Aiton 
who I keep forgetting they have. I'm always like Chris Paul, but like he's such a fucking annoying motherfucker. Because one day he'll put up like 30 and 18, and you're like, oh shit. And then the next game he'll put up like 14 and eight, and he hardly blocks shots for a center. He's a frustrating number one overall pick, but yeah, I feel you. Losing Cam Johnson and Mikel really hurt them as mm-hmm. far as wing defenders. Like KD might be their best defender. They also lost Crowder, not that he was playing. But yeah, their their depth is sus. Like they're gonna need Chris Paul to not get hurt, not burn out. And obviously, yeah. If if they're hundred percent healthy, they have a shot for for sure. I saw they actually the other day were like had the best odds to come out of the West. But it's one of those ones where I feel like we still got to give it to Denver, man. They feel like the most complete team. Mm-hmm. And it's their time. Like, if if there's any time to do it in the West, now is the time, Denver. Like, you guys know how to win basketball games. Let's get you to the finals and see what happens. Dude, the last few years, man, I've, I feel like we've said this the last couple years, but this is such a fun time to be a playoff basketball fan. Like, I actually hate the regular season now. I've been watching less basketball than ever, ever since 2020. Something about, like, these players just not giving a fuck about the regular season has made me care way less about it, too. Mm -hmm. And, like, fantasy basketball is a joke these days, man. Like, part of me just wants to be done with it because it's all a fucking fluke. You know, it's who's not getting shut down, who's not having fucking fake injury rest days. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a shit show. But when the real playoffs start, man... I'm glued to that screen. I fucking love it more than anything. Like yeah. Steph Curry last it's as good year. As it gets. Exactly. But I can't All wait, right. man, this year. Mm. All right. Before we move on and shut it down for the episode, I just got to get your opinion on two not free agents, guys signed looking for trades in the NFL, who could be difference makers for wherever they land. Up first, DeAndre Hopkins. Where do you want to see him go? Ideal Bro, landing that's a spot. Difference maker right there. Oh shit. By the time this comes out, he might have a team. But mm-hmm. you know what? The thing is, like the price on him is not gonna be huge, bro. Yeah, I'm thinking it'll be second or third rounder. There's two teams where I wouldn't mind seeing him. One, the Dallas Cowboys, but they went and got Brandon oh, Cooks. God. No, that I just feel like, yo, know, let my man CD breathe. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Let him catch some more wide open bombs, and then like, Dak would be a relevant fantasy guy again, which would be fun. I mean, not that he was irrelevant last year, but I don't know. Cowboys, exciting, the drama, all that shit, the media attention would be would be funny. But where I really want to see him go is the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> Let's go show the world what we made of, man. Juju to the fucking Patriots. Good riddance, you scrub. That's the only thing I'm bummed about that Super Bowl is that he has a ring now. He's the fucking worst. D-Hop and Kelsey. Woo! That would be Sky sweet. Sky Moore. Let's get it, man. Mahomes. That would be you sweet. Better be in the front office begging. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I like that. But I think I can one-up you, man. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, hell nah. Oh, hell. Bro, what? Sign him up. 
with Trevor Lawrence nah. and those boys over there. Etienne, a team ready, on the cusp. The Prince, Trevor Lawrence, getting his number one target. I know he's got Ridley coming in this year, but he's been off for a year, and you know how we feel about missing a whole year. And they got Christian Kirk and all that. But Trevor Lawrence with a true bona fide number one in DeAndre Hopkins. I might turn into a Jacksonville Jaguars fan over the next year, too. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be mad at it, but I think it would be more fun to see him on the Chiefs, man. Because wait, did the, the Chiefs, they just lost McCole Hardman, right? He went to the they Jets. They got nobody over there now. Did he go to the Jets? Where did he go again? Yeah. yeah. They're going to have then, to draft a wide receiver or two. What, the Chiefs? Yeah. Yeah, did they keep Valdez Scantling? Mm, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they, they need a fucking... A one over there, man. In the wide receiver room. And then in Chiefs. reference to my next one, yeah. Lamar Jackson's potential landing spot. If I were the Baltimore Ravens, I go and get DeAndre Hopkins and keep L Jacks in Baltimore. But mm. if that doesn't happen, where would you like to see Lamar Jackson land? There's only so many options. Now, hear me out on this. Might sound a little bit crazy. I have three potential options, actually. The Buccaneers are fucking desperate. The Buccaneers should do whatever they fucking can to get Lamar Jackson, even though they have Baker. (laughs) Yeah. The New England Patriots, if Bill Belichick, you know, wants to keep it moving here, they should go get him. But... The Dallas Cowboys. Oh, make what? the move of all moves. Wow. Don't have to give up as much if they flip Prescott. They know they're not winning. They're not winning with Dak. It's unfortunate, but you're not. Not in this league. Not when you got Mahomes and Josh Allen and Burrow's still on the cusp. Has a one one. Going to be hungrier than ever. He, Dak Prescott is not winning. Lamar Jackson, though, with that team. With CD and that defense. Man, and he would look good in blue and silver down there in Texas. That would be insane, baby. (laughs) You want to break the fucking sports news? That's how you do it. Bro, I thought you were going to say Pittsburgh and I was about to slap you. Can you imagine he would? That's an inner inner division rival. There's literally no way that would happen. Uh, And we we know what's going down there, man. We know who's about to take over the fucking league, man. You already fucking know what the fuck it is. Um, Okay, I like that. I really like that. Um, The only other place that I could see being cool is Buccaneers. I hate that, man, because I think they're going to suck. I want I want Lamar to go somewhere where he could be good right away. And that's what do you somewhere. mean? They have a good team. They've the got Bucks? Godwin. Oh, actually, yeah, they still got the receivers. And they got Rashad White. I don't know where Leo's gonna go, but like they're not the worst. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <clears throat> but uh I yeah, sorry, I already like decided that they're gonna suck because I'm like picturing them with Baker. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, you know where else could be a nice spot? The Commanders, man. They got some nice receivers, Ooh. low key. They got a good defense. 
and they're fucking desperate as well man like who the fuck uh who's starting over there it's that guy that steven always says his name always yeah. funny Howell. sam howl yeah. or whatever so let's go to the uh, commanders man the funny thing about this is literally the division would probably, be off the wall there's probably four or five teams in the nfl who who shouldn't be going after Lamar Jackson, and the rest of them should, for Christ's sake. The you Falcons. Know? But there's teams out there who are like, I got Daniel John Daniel Jones. I don't need a quarterback. I've got Derek Carr. I don't need a new quarterback. No, yes, you do need a new quarterback. Yeah, straight up, dog. If you went to the Falcons, or the Colts, they could dominate that shit division. Yeah, exactly. Any last thoughts? Um, no, I, I like it though. Dallas. Commanders, Falcons, someone. Dude, bro, we I just hated beefed that. up Dallas. Dallas went out and got D Hop, flips Dak for L Jax. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I, I'm not liking these conspiracy vibes though. Like, why are teams coming out of the woodwork to say they're not going to sign them? Like, what the. F- yeah. Have you ever seen that before? I've never seen that before. Just declaring that they don't need them. Yeah. It's fucking I mean, hated. a lot of shit will go. A lot of stuff in the NFL stays hush until after the draft. People still think they got their options open at the draft. There's no sport where draft picks can come in and make such a big difference right off the jump as they do in the NFL, right? So, mm-hmm. All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up this week's episode of The Bunt. You know where to find us next week.